welcome back to the big program. Uh, time now to uh, introduce our Wednesday co-host, plus uh, a special guest that dropped in studio, and he's even early, but uh, our co-host every Wednesday from 9 to 11 is David Schlemko, former NHLer, powered by Cougar Paint and Collision, our family helping your family for over 40 years. Uh, good morning, Schlemmer. Good morning, Kev. How you doing? Another tough week for you. Hey, did you get all your uh, your septic thing straightened out and everything? Or? I did. Yeah. yeah, just a quick four grand, and you know, it's <laughs> like new. Yeah. Did you Did you do any of it yourself, or was it all like absolutely contract? not? No. No, I don't possess those kind of skills. But just a, like a, a minor little sump pump and whatever, and. Minor. <laughs> well, you should have came into my house that day if you think it's minor. But no. Uh, yeah, no, we're all back good as new. Just well, a bunch you know, of money. That, that's a perfect, uh, perfect segue to bring in, you know, our our guest into the studio. Uh, uh, and it's uh, Chris Dingman. Uh, welcome, Dinger. Thanks for coming in. <coughs> Thank you for having me. And Appreciate it. You're you're working now for an environmental company. Three six. What is it? Yes, I'm in the. Uh, the poop business. Yeah. Well, well I, I would like to say SHI, <laughs> yes. you know, something along yes. those lines. But yeah, yeah, we do uh, all types of waste. So yeah, we could have sucked it out for you, Schlemmer. <laughs> so <laughs> the, the hard yeah. sucking backs. <laughs> there you go. Like Schlemmer, did you even think of calling Dinger here? No, uh, I, I didn't. You know, I wasn't even home. I got I got the call from the the Century Company. They already had a, a vacuum truck on the way before I got home, so those I didn't have time are, to get a hold of Dinger. Those so things it's a big are HVAC like, truck. <laughs> oh yeah, we yeah, got hydrovac. Yeah, vacuum trucks those things are like if i'm gonna go back in time as soon as i was done playing and before i was done playing i would have got a temporary fence company and like vac truck hydro vac company <laughs> because man you see it? those things everywhere like, yes yeah they drill the holes they suck the mud out so we mm-hmm. have like a solidification pad where all the vac trucks and the hydro vac trucks can dump and then we have our own trucks and but like those things are like oh my god yeah like everywhere because they that's how you dig they yeah. get the water like the high pressure water and then it sucks it out and yeah, yeah that and the fencing because you just hey, you have fence and you just drop it off and then it just makes you money and then portables too like the portable crappers those are like too they have <laughs> yeah. heated ones now you're just like uh, like a businessman of the year here there you go. I don't know about that, but uh, <laughs> I'm a business development specialist. That's what it says on my card. So I'll give you one at the skate today. If Perfect. You talk Perfect. to me. Hopefully you're, we're not on the same team. No, again, we can't be. Uh, Schlemmer, so you're a little bit younger than Dinger. A little bit. A little bit, but not. How not much? A, what, I don't know. Okay, I'm Dinger, what are you? What's Dinger? Well, you're, I'm 76. Okay, so like well, 10 years or whatever. Yeah. Ballpark. Uh, so you never really played against each other in the NHL, but no. Did you win Dinger? Well, okay. So when you got in, where were you Dinger? What what year did you crack in? Uh, I think my first game was 09. My first year, full year was 10 11. Okay, and at that point, where were you Dinger? Um, I think I was still hanging on. I think I just played in Denmark. Okay, in so. Alborg, the lovely town of Alborg. Hmm. Great nice. spot. So good little crossover here. So, but we did the Perry Pern stuff though. Yeah, you guys yeah, were always at I, the Perns. Yeah, when I was hanging on. Yeah, and then I coached him when he was. Uh, he came up and said hi when Perry asked me to help. And so the new generation of guys, <laughs> like our era, like he was like Meatball Central, not Meatball, but like <laughs> like Louis DeBrusque, myself, Todd yeah. Simpson, and then uh, two people, uh, Brent Thompson. Yeah, you know Thompson, the mm-hmm. guy that plays in the skill guy that plays in Buffalo. Yes. Well, his dad, they called him two people because the joke was like one guy couldn't be that dumb. And I, I thought he was a nice <laughs> guy, but I didn't give him the nickname. But there was like all these like 
super tough guys. And then there's like again on Whitney and Str- well, Strutty too. He's kind of in between. He's a skilled guy and a tough guy. But you know, like he was like so we would guy it would get a little greasy because mm-hmm. you get down to the semifinals and the final. I don't know, like guys would get into it and then if there was an offside or a bad call and then when I was coaching and then so what Perry would do is oh like Schlemmer's out there and then I wasn't that old because Bo Meester was still doing it Boy Chuck and then Chimmer and Perry would always put me in Chimmer's end just because you know Chimmer's just like everything's like oh yeah always bitching so but these guys like they're 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 playing but they're not like really trying I'm trying to tell them like you're trying to get ready for camp like it's okay to like battle and try but like you know they're like oh I don't can't really bump this guy and I'm like yeah you can battle her yeah. so I'd intentionally call like a crappy offside call just to get guys pissed off and then all of a sudden they're mad and then yeah. they're playing I'm like why do I gotta call like a you know, shitty offside call for you guys to get mad and yeah. play so but yeah Schlemmer's out there dangling around he's pretty good like he's uh, got a short side shelf when we did the alumni stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like I'm fat dry sidle out there he gives yeah. me a puck a little backhand sauce that yeah. when you went short side shelf that was like you could probably still play yeah so back in that day, uh, David Schlemko, Chris Dingman with us, Kevin Carey Show, Sports 1440. So kind of when you were kind of going in the skate slimmer and you see a guy like Dinger, yeah, little, like again, a couple years older, but you see the success that he's had and you kind of look at, uh, you know, where he came from, was a first-round draft pick, uh, Calgary, 19th overall, used to play with the great Marty Murray and Brandon, things like that. You're watching a guy like that at the Pern Skates and you're seeing kind of what it, I guess, sort of takes to get to that stage the one of those guys where you went well i sort of need a little little take a little of that little of this and obviously two different players forward defense and things like that but just your thoughts on those days back back in uh, you know whatever 10 12 years ago yeah um i actually didn't start going to perns until i was a pro in the nhl so i'd already kind of made it dinger was more like a intimidating factor the ref there just standing there at center ice looking like he's gonna beat you up <laughs> if you argued with a call so <laughs> i just kept my mouth shut and played <laughs> so you know what summer did he probably looked at me and he goes Freak, if that guy can play, like, <laughs> I'm good. You can't toe drag. You, you can't backhand toe drag. You can't pivot really well. You can't turn to the right. I still can't. Mm-hmm. Like, I can turn to the right, but, like, not very good. But I can only cross over, like, maybe twice in a row. So, like, we have the skills coach, uh, you know, like, that comes out with the, the – we're Slammer's coaching there at NAX. And yeah. So, uh, Shackle, who's unbelievable, and he does these, like, I don't know what they call them, like, tomahawks and then four – it's like a – it's a, it's like an inside outside edge like pivot mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's yep. hard. Yeah, like I'm doing it, and like when I was coaching the girls team, and I like ate crap a couple times, and they're laughing. I'm like, I didn't do this stuff when I was young. Like I don't know about you, but like oh. I did like one week of hockey camp and like maybe the Okanagan hockey school or whatever. There was none of this. Mm-hmm. Like, I did Stephanie Hanlon later on, but by then it was too late. My skating was what it was, and oh, turning a wasn't point. a forte. There's uh, like every kid can do stuff that I can't even do now. <laughs> what do you see? Like, I mean, both you guys are into coaching now. And Schlemmer, you're, you've taken another level up at NAX here. We talked about that last week. Uh, so I, I, well, what is it? The kids, I mean, why is their skill level off the charts? Well, I'll take a stab first, and I'm sure Dinger would like to take a crack at this as well. But it's way more skill-based now. I think almost too much. Uh, every kid can dangle and toe drag around a device and every kid's got their own skating coach and can do both edges and for me honestly it's a little too much there's not as Mm -hmm. much of a focus on hockey IQ and actually playing the game but as far as a skill perspective 
uh, it's gone way up through the roof. So Dinger, what what's your take on that? <clears throat> well, yeah, I think like what things kids can do with the puck now, or like skating wise, but with the puck, but like I don't know how many games I've gone to because I have two boys that play and. Like a guy, the kid will toe drag somebody and everybody's like, ooh, and then he'll get around the guy and then like by the time he tries to, the next move, somebody pokes it or like goes to shoot it or he dusts it off three times and like the guy like tips it in the stands. I'm like, what are you wounding for? Like nothing happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Like literally, but every guy's got to beat a guy one-on-one and like the thought process, which Schlemmer's saying, like for me, it's like, well, I'm coaching. It's like, what are you doing with the puck? Like, we like let's give and goes. Let's work off each other. Mm-hmm. And you know, we do the skates. That's why you and I maybe don't uh, aren't on the same page because, <laughs> like, Schlemmer and I are together. He's like, I'm going to give him the puck because I know I'm going to get it back because I don't want to take too many hard strides because I might have a heart attack. So <laughs> we're going like, to work on this today. We're working on this today. Yeah, we'll work on it today. But yeah. Schlemmer's like, I'm going to give it to Dinger and I'm just going to go yeah. wide and I'm going to get the puck back. Yeah. And literally, that one skate we did, it was like. We are like Ebony and Ivory because he just gave me the puck. I give it back to him. The odd time he gave it back. And I didn't care if he scored, but like just the, like you have all the skills and stuff. <clears throat> and you watch it in the NHL too. Is like, like guys don't know like when to like dump a puck or chip a puck. Mm-hmm. Like that's an art form. The, the ability to chip a puck and put it in an area where a guy can get it. And, you know, before the whole trapezoid thing where Marty Berdur was a better passer than three quarters of his defensemen. And you had to literally dump it perfectly in the corner. Otherwise, his D would just go to the hash marks and he'd just sauce it up to him and even Mike Smith more recently. But yeah, just the whole <clears throat> thought process of like thinking the game and like, okay, like is it tie like is this a is this a point in the game with two minutes left in a tie game that I'm trying to tow you guy at the blue line and it's a fifty fifty and yeah. that's the thing that drives me nuts the most like watching hockey in today's game is like <laughs> Like, are, are, is that the right play? Is that really what you want to do? I think Tort's got it right. I quote he said the other day, the game's got a lot dumber. <laughs> yeah. It has, honestly. Yeah. You know, leave it to Torts. Hill. There's no sugarcoating. You get an honest answer. Out well, of you, you were playing for Torts in Tampa. Oh, yeah. What yeah. kind of coach was he for you? For me? Yeah. <clears throat> um, good and bad. He was a motivator, but he didn't really need to motivate me. But uh, I, I appreciated him. I didn't agree with everything. Like, I had two goals in two games. And then the second one, we lose 5 1 to Jersey, and I scored the only goal against Marty Berdur. And mm-hmm. he calls me in, and uh, we're playing in Florida. And he's like, Yeah, I did, you know, Dinger, you're not going. Uh, I want to get more speed in the lineup. I'm like, Okay. He's like, You know, how do you feel? And I'm like, Well, how do you think I feel? Yeah. And I wasn't a guy, like, maybe he wanted me to snap because he would challenge guys. And, but, like, I was like, well, I wasn't that slow because I scored the only goal against, mm-hmm. like, a Hall of Famer. But the thing I appreciated about Torts and, like, other coaches I had, like, Bob Harley would only. He's another guy that gets brought up a lot, and Harley would just, like, he'd literally crap on the third and fourth line guys and wouldn't say anything to the top guys, which, you know, whatever, like Peter or Joe, like whatever. But yeah. Torts would, like, he would, it didn't matter who it was, first line guy, fourth line guy. We were doing video in Carolina one time, and, we're like, all we want to do, like, we, we would we practice and slammer, like, I don't know, like, yeah, your teams were, but, like, we would stay over. Like, Torres wanted, like, he didn't drink anymore, but he wanted, like, guys to hang out. Like, he was a big proponent of that. And we go on road trips, and we'd only practice once. And, like, that was literally the reason why we, not literally the only reason, but, like, it was one of the reasons why we won, because we hung out and whatever. But we played, <clears throat> we played, and then we practiced, and we were doing video. And Vinny Lecali is one of the, I don't know, do you know Vinny at all, Schlemmer? I don't know, okay. personally, no. Played against him, all right? Yeah. Pretty good player, right? Very Everything good. was like every pass on the right side was like you catch it and he pulled it through his legs and kick it off his right foot. So mm-hmm. I had to practice that a lot, but still couldn't master. But like Vinny was a nice guy and like almost too nice. So we're doing video and Eric Stahl just scored and they go to this like the face off at center ice and you could see their faces 
Like literally the camera zooms in and you can see Vinny mouth, how's it going? And Stahl's like, what? He's like, how's it going? And Stahl's like, what? He's like, you're having a good year. And he could literally read his lips. He couldn't hear it. Stahl's like, what? And Vinny's like, says something else. So as soon as we see this, we're like, oh my God, we're going to be here a while. <laughs> so Torch pauses in, you know, like video, you've done video Schlemmer a oh, lot. Yeah. And you can make a guy look really good or you can make him look really bad because it's like, yeah, what were you thinking? Made him look well, bad. Yeah, I had a split second, you know, a guy was going to pace me through the glass, especially as a D-man. Like, or you can pump a guy up, like, oh, this is a good play and whatever. So he's doing this, he pauses it and we're like, Oh my God, we're going to be here a while. So Vin, Torch is like, Hey, Vinny, I'm just curious. Like, what are you saying? To, what are you saying to him there? And Vinny's like, What? He's like, What are you saying to him there? He's like, What do you mean? He's like, No, I'm just curious. What are you saying there? Because he just stuck it up here. You know what? You're congratulating him, blah, blah, blah. And patting him on the back. And Vinny's like, What? He just shoved it up, you know where? And you're whatever. And Vinny's like, So it's like, F you, no, F you. And they're going back. And we're like, Oh my God, we're going to be. So like 40 minutes later, like they're having an F you contest. And, but that was like Torch's thing. Like, he challenged guys. Like, we, mm-hmm. and Vinny needed to be grittier and he was an unbelievable player he fought chara yeah. which was not a good life choice no. but then <laughs> you know the next game in ottawa someone's got to fight chara and then uh, wazi andre wa had the flu so Digger had to fight yeah. chara and i'm trying to fight him like on a whistle and then it was an icing and i go to fight him and the refs are like no no there's nothing going on here and chara goes whoop drops his gloves and puts his left hand out and i'm like oh my god Uh-oh. so i eat like it's on youtube yeah i eat about four and five like off the side <laughs> of the nugget and i'm looking at the linesman like what the frig man like yeah. Like, what are you doing? Like, oh, we didn't know. And I'm like, fuck. Like, I'm Already trying not to swear. enough here. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm trying, I got to get inside on this guy because he's, like, got the reach on me. Sorry. Uh, Schlepper, you had Bob Hartley, too, right? You mentioned Yes, him. I Dan. did. Where did yeah. you have the Bob? I had the Bob in Calgary uh, oh just God. for a few months there from uh, trade deadline through a couple rounds of playoffs. But uh, I saw what you saw. Yeah, he liked to pick on uh, Mason Raymond was his favorite, one of our fourth line wingers. Uh, yeah, he always he always picked on Why? Uh, why does he play? I, get, just, I understand, but dick. you know, honestly, yeah. it's <laughs> what what I saw was just guys who didn't play hard. Anyone mm-hmm. who was like the least bit soft, he hated. What? <laughs> I played hard. Yeah. I had thirty <laughs> fights, and I, I think I had thirty or twenty eight or thirty fights in one oh, year in Colorado. I'm surprised he didn't like it. Then. <laughs> well, it wasn't he didn't like. It was like so in Colorado, like we had Forsberg, Sackick, like going mm-hmm. down the line, all these guys, and so like he'd be like. Guys call me Dish there because you've seen my passing. Oh, the it's unbelievable, man. yeah. So, like, he's like, Dish, you're a plumber. What do plumbers do? And I'm like, get it deep. He's like, no business handling the puck. No business. And he's, <laughs> Steve Reinprack, who Rhino, we were buddies and line mates. And, you know, we're in the playoffs. He's like, you know, Dish, talk to your buddy Rhino. He's playing like he's got eggs in his pants. Tell him he'll take care of him. I'm like, Rhino's like, what was Bob saying? And I was like, well, apparently you got playing like you got eggs in your pants and I got to take care of you. And he's like, whatever. So here's a good heart. Like, I have two good Harley stories, but here's one. So before playing Calgary, and we're playing like crap, and it's like before the game, he goes, I don't care who it is. Pete, Joe, me, and I need to turn over. You're not playing. Okay. So after two periods, we're down 2 nothing, and Forsberg's had about five extra large with anchovies, like phantom <laughs> drop passes. So we're down 2 nothing, and Bob hasn't benched anybody and hasn't said a word or anything. So you go in the locker room, we sit down. You know, the coaches go in the coach's office, whatever, right? <clears throat> so Patrick Waugh, and we're sitting in the locker room. Patty Waugh, who's like an unbelievable guy, was great to me, but like – Super competitive and wanted to win. And so he stands up and he goes, you guys, this is an effing joke. Like, we're not going to win playing this way. This is an effing joke. He's like, you guys got one period to show me if you want to win or I'm out of here. This is a 
friggin' joke. And he launches into, that guy down there, he's got no effing balls. He's not going <laughs> to say you, Joe. He's not going to say you, Pete. He's not going to say you, Milan. He's got no effing balls. You got one period to show me you want to win, or I'm friggin' out of here. And everyone's like, holy crap, man. So the best part was our assistant coach was uh, Brian Trache, who's yep. six Stanley Cups, and our other assistant coach was Jacques Cloutier. And, at the two-minute mark, yeah, Coco. So at the two-minute mark, Bob comes in, and he goes, uh, beat Joe Malin, you guys are starting. <laughs> so he heard every word, and then, like, Trotz is walking five minutes behind him, and Trotz is, like, just giggling and laughing. So I died, love that. Just put him in his place because he just crap on guys. He wouldn't say anything to the top guys. It was just whatever. Uh, good stories. We're going to take a quick <laughs> short break, and then we'll come back more with Chris Dingman, David Schlemko. Uh, coming up on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program. Uh, we are elevating our game with Chris Dingman and David Schlemko in studio. Elevate Your Game is brought to you by Ram Elevators and Lifts. Unlock the potential of your residence with a home elevator or lift. Learn more at TrustRam.com. Uh, before we get to a couple other topics, I just wanted to mention the reason, and I mentioned this at the start, uh, I saw Dinger on the big screen, the big Jumbotron on um, during the game on Monday night, and it was the Soldier On, and you were doing a part of this, and it was, I guess it was the day before, but you've still been doing this, and it's with the military. Just touch on what Soldier On is, Dinger. Um, I don't know like the complete ins and outs of it, but um, it's just a program for soldiers that have been injured and are either still active or inactive, and they're able to do games and they they do different things and and play hockey. To be perfectly honest with you, so they're doing um like basically a fantasy weekend. So I came in, helped out with uh, Scrivy there with uh, practice, and there's a couple drill records in the in the bunch, <laughs> and we were kind of having a laugh about records. it and. Uh, but yeah, they went to the Oak Kings game. They went to something else. They went to the the Oilers game, and then they had a like a roast or a barbecue last night, and they had a game. So anytime I could do stuff like that, we did stuff uh, fundraisers in Tampa for for the police and um, and the firefighters and stuff. And you know those guys, the one guy's like, yeah, I broke my back, and so I was just telling stories and whatever. And he's like, yeah, I broke my back, and I'm like, how'd you do that? And he's like. Well, I got, you know, jumped out of a plane and then it's, something happened with his parachute and then, you know, like, but he's yes. like skating and playing wow. hockey. So, you know, all the respect for those guys. So, uh, yeah, they, they've had a good uh, couple of days, it seemed like. I'm like, I told mm-hmm. a couple of uh, stories about uh, missing curfew because I know Schlemmer never uh, missed curfew at all in his career, but uh, <laughs> uh, I might have missed a couple of times, but I'm like, you guys missed curfew last night because yesterday and they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, you guys break curfew because I told him a good story. Um, uh, that uh, from back in the day about how a few of the guys from our team uh, missed curfew. And, well, I don't know if we missed curfew. We don't know what time it actually was because it's a <laughs> fictional thing because you actually have a curfew in the NHL, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, but what is it? It's like 10 or 11? Some nights. I don't know. It's different on different teams. Yeah, they wouldn't say, like for us, my teams I was on, like it's not like the coach would call. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't like call your room. It wasn't like playing junior, you know, like call your billets and stuff. But we had one where... It was in uh, Calgary, actually. We go to the Cayleys. That's uh, where Cowboys used mm-hmm. to be. And Irish pub. Yeah, it was like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Schlemmer, hey, Schlemmer, Irish, Irish, Irish pub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a Cowboys jean jacket back in the day. Like I think I still have that. I got to find that. But yeah. um, So we go, all the guys are there. and So I'm having a couple beers and two, maybe three max for sure. But yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's it. a dozen. So I'm paying cash and uh, Andrew Chuck throws his card down. He gets his bill. It's like 1500 bucks. I'm not going to say what time he got his card back, but... Um, so we look at his bill, it's like got 50 apple teenies on it and all these beers and stuff. And Tim Taylor's like, let me see that thing. And like 50 apple teenies, like, we didn't order this. This is BS and whatever. And 
Andy's like, let's just get out of here, man. We got a game tomorrow, like Hockey Night in Canada. <laughs> and he's like, whatever. So Tails is still arguing it. So the bartender goes, okay, how about 750? And the bartender's like, okay, fine. Or no, Andrew Chuck's like, fine, whatever. And so Tails is still arguing. Tim Taylor's still arguing. We're like, let's just get out of here, man. So, anyways, the next day we play Hockey Night in Canada. And uh, we win like 8 3. And there's like, Probably a good 14 guys around. But during a TV timeout, right across from the bench, I got to use your notepad, yeah, yeah, don't worry, yeah. I'm not going to steal it. But right across from the bench, there was a guy holding a uh, poster board with a sign that says, Hey, Andrew Chuck, pay your bar tab. <laughs> like literally, like right across from the bench. And we're sitting on the bench and we're like, Oh my God, you think Torch saw that? Like, I don't know, you think he saw it? And like, Torch knew the guys went out, but oh, he, yeah. he actually liked that. Like, he wanted mm-hmm. guys to go out. I don't know if he meant like yeah. night before hockey night in Canada, but yeah. it worked for us. I don't know what your teams you, are like. You find that yeah. too, Slammer? Oh, it's it's kind of a lost art nowadays. Playing <laughs> playing guilty, I'd say. Uh, by the time I was near the end of my career, there's more guys bringing their Xbox on the plane than yeah. than going out on the road. But uh, you know, the game's changed. A Didn't you bit. say too, Schlemmer, uh, when the Oilers were playing very poorly at the start of the year that they needed a bender? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. but it doesn't happen. As I, I don't even <laughs> know if it happens anymore. I doubt it happens as frequently. Well, when they had a ban, wasn't it in Vancouver a couple of years ago? We had to ban guys from uh, taking their Xbox on their own because they're playing oh, Fortnite yeah, yeah, or something. Yeah. Like we used to bring, uh, I don't remember that guy, Greg DeVries. Yeah, I remember. Debo was my roommate for two years. years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Debo, yeah so there you go. Yeah, Debo was awesome, yeah. man. So we would like, uh, my wife thinks we're idiots, but I'd bring my PS, I don't know, whatever it was. Yeah. And we'd just play SmackDown. This is Royal Rumble. So we go out and we'd like, get half in the bag and then we'd play SmackDown. And then Debo like, wanted to wrestle all the time. And I'm like, he's in his underwear. And I'm like, what are, what are we doing, man? Like, here. I'll tell you, though, he had a fight against Brashear. We went toe-to-toe with him. I was like, holy crap, Debo, man. Like, how, how'd you not break your nose? He's like, look, no cartilage. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, you got to tie up on me. But, yeah, I don't think guys go out and play guilty as much anymore. You can't do it all the time. No. But when you're, like, when you're not getting paid anymore and you're in the playoffs, it's like, what are you playing for? You're playing for each other. Like, I don't know, Summer, like – how you feel, but like for me, it's like you're playing for the guy next to you. You're not playing for your coach. You're not playing for your GM. You're playing for your team, and you got to create those bonds where it's not about drinking or whatever. It's about like getting to know guys and want to like block a shot or yeah. <clears throat> get in a fight with a guy or for against not with a guy, sorry, or fight for a guy. Like to me, that's yeah, that's what it's about. Like those two three nights when you like sweep a series and you got a few days off in between and that bonding kind of celebration time getting ready for the next round like that's what it's all about mm-hmm. I, do you remember that scotty bowman story when he he gave a stick to the uh, doorman no, no, no. at the hotel for uh, <coughs> yeah, guys to sign. To sign i was just yeah. gonna i didn't uh, yeah. i've heard that story so many times but i couldn't think of who it was yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, the one guy who kept signing uh, someone else's name yeah <laughs> so there was a uh, so steve smith like <laughs> The Oilers legend. Yeah, so yeah. Smitty was my coach or assistant coach for Brian Sutter my first year. And mm-hmm. in Smitty was awesome. So I just asked him questions. And so I started calling him Steven for some reason. Like, hey, how's it going, Steven? He's like, hey, good, Christopher, or whatever. <laughs> so I uh, started telling stories. And Chris Jellos was, like, notorious for, like, you know, having beers. And he'd, like, be riding the bike in the sauna. And yeah. him and Rodman would hang out. Like, mm-hmm. So he's telling me all these stories, like him and Rodman hanging out and stuff. So Smitty was like, all my years, he's like, I never went out night before a game. And he's like, Chelly, man, freaking got me in Montreal the one time. He dragged me out. He's like, so we get back at like 1.30, the hotel or two or whatever. He pushed the elevator button and the elevator doors open and like Mike Keenan's in there and he's like with a couple friends. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, f- man. And he's like, so Keenan didn't even look at him. So he's like, I don't know, maybe he didn't see me. So he's like, yeah, I go right. to pregame skate the next day and he's like, I think I'm, you know, screwed, whatever, because Chelios is a legend. He, whatever, he's like, I think he's going to say something. And pregame skate doesn't say anything. 
So like whatever, and he's like, then I come back to the rink and think he's going to say something. And they put the lineup on the board, and me and Shelly are starting. So he's like, okay, I think he didn't uh, he didn't see me. I think we're good. So he's like, you know, the anthem, do you know? Oh, okay, whatever. I'm not going to sing, but uh, so then they start. <clears throat> and then they, you know, have their first shift and they go to change. Guy goes to hop over the boards and Keenan goes, you hop over those bars, you're going straight to the friggin' minors. I'm like, what? <laughs> so he's like, we played like the first seven minutes of the period. So he's like, we ended up playing like 40 minutes that night. And he's like, Chelios is laughing because he could do it. He skates like <laughs> slumber there. It's like yeah. no problem, efficient and not like me, not bending my knees and stuff. So he's like, you know, playing like 40 minutes. He's like, he wouldn't let us change. He's like, after that, he's like, I never went out night for a game ever again. He's like, I thought I was going to freaking die. And Chelios was like, where are we going tonight? <laughs> Who's got the beers? So. Uh, what do you think of uh, Chelios? Th- and then even Sunday, you'd see the jersey go up and, you know, Patrick Kane, Schlemmer gets the goal. Yeah. That was a big, you know, big day. This guy's a legend. Yeah. I've heard all the stories about the the, the bike and the song uh, the next day. And uh, even when the start of my pro career, he was still playing in the minors in uh, Chicago and heard some great stories. Like he'd have an, uh, an apartment that was just his that he let like a young guy live in. And stuff. So uh, he's just, he's a legend of the game for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> A player's player. <laughs> you know, he started in Moose Jaw Dinger. Did he? Yeah, played for the Moose Jaw Canucks back in the day. The Canucks. Yeah. That was a that was Western League team. No, the 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 Canucks were before the Warriors came in. Uh, after well, a number of years later, but the Canucks were in the SJHL. He's a Moose really? Jaw guy. Yeah, he's, he's he came American. Up, no, he's been he came, everywhere. Yeah, he came, well, he came up. Uh, you know, think about back then. He would have been, you know, a guy in the seventies playing in Chicago where the level of competition probably wasn't what he needed yeah. and he ends up uh, in Moose Jaw and they had they had some pretty good teams back in the day and, the, and that was in the in the late 70s in Moose Jaw how do you find Moose Jaw from Chicago <laughs> did you have agents back then no I got a place for you Moose Jaw Saskatchewan let me <laughs> see if I can say that properly well someone said they had a gr- good Greek restaurant there so that they, well, that's, uh, why, yeah, he that's why he went up there no, he, uh, the crush can <laughs> or is the crush can even a thing back oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. that oh, yeah. place is legendary we yeah. got a Brawl there one game. Yeah. Bobby Lowe's uh, our coach. We scored a goal and the uh goal judge didn't flick the light on till like a second after the buzzer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're arguing, we go over the penalty box and Bobby Lowe's like he's like five nine maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you ever met Bobby Lowe's or you ever heard of him? No. A junior coach. Yeah. Uh, he's uh he's like the director him. of player personnel in Vegas. Vegas now. Yeah. Uh so Kelly McCrimmon was our GM and Krimmer's you know, whatever intensity but Lowe's he was like blow whistle in my face he goes over yeah. and he's snapping on the you know the penalty box guy he's like you're freaking this that I got him in a headlock <laughs> so me on skates and like Losey's 5'9 no skates so his head's down here and I got him in a headlock I'm like Losey relax I'm like 16 or 17 and I'm like Losey chill out he, he turns and wiggles his head around and he goes if you don't let go of me I'm like a freaking sucker you know I was like okay he goes up to the timekeeper you're an asshole Suckers him, the glasses go flying. I'm like, oh god, here we go. So then, like, it's on. Yeah. And then it was like literally like slap shot where the moose shot warriors guys are like, a couple guys came over and they're like, do we get into this? Do we not? And like, so a couple guys are in there and they're like, forget, screw this mess. So like, Krimmer's on the ice, our bus driver was on the ice, Mogi, and the fans were like, like over the boards. We had to get a RCMP escort out of there and. 
That was a one-gamer for him. Yeah. Uh, one game. Bobby Lowe's was, uh, yeah, he was drafted by the Rangers. He played for the Raiders in Prince Albert. Then he went and played for the Regina Pats. And he ended up actually after his 20-year-old season, uh, I think they offered him an assistant coaching job with the Pats back then. And that's kind of where things got started. I actually worked to hockey school with him. With Lowe's? Uh, with Bob Lowe's. And one of the, the, uh, the biggest thing I remember, I was 16. He would have been, whatever, 20-something. And he... Um, there was a deer that got caught in where all the kids were working uh, outside yep. in a in a fence, chain link fence. And Lowe's gra- he hunted the deer down. It was a small deer, but it was obviously spooked. Grabbed the deer and got him out of there, and then the deer ran into the wild. I gotta ask. I want to ask Slummer. Uh, <clears throat> did you ever have a come to like Jesus moment where <laughs> so there's a kid like well not come to whatever you know yeah, like yeah. one of these like yeah. oh epiphany or whatever you want to call it. So there's a there's a, there's a player. Um, that has a couple of earrings uh, on one of the teams. I'm not going to say whatever. <laughs> so I showed up to Brandon, and I had like, I was, a, you know, I'm a drummer or whatever, and into music. So I had three earrings on the bottom and one up top. I thought it was Tommy Lee. And I showed up to camp, and Bobby Lowe's goes, Nice earrings. <laughs> I was like, oh, Thanks. He's like, Think you're going to keep them? Something along those lines. And I was like, How are you going to? Freaking play here, and I was like, "Oh, okay. Guess I'm not keeping these." Did you ever have one of those slumber where you thought you're all good to go, and then the, the coach just puts you right in your place? Uh, I don't know. Not really. I f- I feel like I remember being a call up coming from the minors, and I had like some pretty dusty looking dress shoes, like some like square toed Aldos, and I got <laughs> I got chirped pretty hard. Square toed Aldos. So I got wow. chirped pretty hard by the boys for my for my style there, but that's that's the only thing I can really think of. You got <laughs> did when you got called up? That was there. Did, did guys give you the gears a lot when you were? Oh, I mean, uh, that was just like probably my first call up. I mean, yeah. I played in the Central League the year before. I give a guy a break, you yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> What's the average salary in the yeah. Central? Is twenty dollars oh, like per diem? Five hundred bucks a week. Yeah, <laughs> we got an apartment though, did you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, well I was, was your... two ways. So I was making AHL money and got a free apartment. Yeah, well, so remember the rest your first... of the guys made me feel rich. Yeah. Remember your first contract, Dinger? I do. Yeah. Yeah, and that was Calgary. It was. Yeah, I was a first rounder. Yeah. But they like first round That's or money. money. That's big no, money. No, I didn't. Then. Pay, I have a four hundred man. Yeah, it was like oh, four, and then I it was a two way. Mm-hmm. It turned into a one way, and then then Bon Seymour and oh, yeah. Ryan Smith. So Bon Seymour got like eight sixty or something, and then went back to junior. Was making eight sixty. Like what a dog man. Like <laughs> yeah. that guy. Like what are you doing drafting him? And like I remember I ran him over in Hamilton. And like Bond, they had Bond V and a bunch of guys. And yeah. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm going. I turn around, I'm ready. And I'm like, Bond's we going? He's like, no. <laughs> that guy. He's like, his heart couldn't keep a gerbil alive. So I was like, oh, okay. But yeah, like the whole uh, sign. When I actually, I got a card deal. I had to sign 7,500 cards. And then I got like 15 grand or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like the OPGs. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. like you're signing and they have all these things. You can't, because some guys, I guess, would get their buddies to sign. Yeah. I did it all myself. Like, but I actually had, like, money in junior, so I was like, you know, buy the boys a couple pitchers and mm-hmm. feel like a hero because you're not broke anymore and yeah. make it 30 bucks a week. <laughs> I remember Cam Barker signed uh, when I was in junior. had the same thing. Take care <laughs> of the boys? Yeah. Yeah, well, he had the card deal. He's getting all the boys to sign all those little squares for him. He'd pay us all, like, <laughs> slide us 20 bucks. <laughs> Cam Barker, there's a name. He was here for a little bit for the yeah. Oilers. Just a but man. He had a third overall pick uh, after Ovechkin and Malkin. <laughs> just uh couldn't get it to the next level or what? I don't know. Just didn't quite translate, I guess. He's a hell of a junior. Oh, there's a couple D like that. Mm-hmm. Like over the years, yeah. it's crazy. Like you watch the World Juniors and like, 
half those guys don't even play. No. Like, it's crazy. So I'm happy I, like, fooled them for a while. I was, like, nervous. <laughs> you know, talk about my first contract. So I had a clause if I paid, played 70 games, my contract would become a one-way. I found out what Schlemmer made, and I was like, wow, man, I should have been a D-man and been able to turn because I guess he made some pretty good cheese. But my highest uh, contract was seven fifty two year deal, and then it was during the lockout, and then we took a 24% rollback. So I cost Dinger 900 grand, which is why I work for a great company, Environmental 360 Solutions. I got plugged. But anyways, so I uh, – I made 68 games, and uh, Brian Sutter, who's like, you know, if you want to use the word intense, is uh, <clears throat> one way to look mm-hmm. at it. Um, so I made 68 games, and I'm a healthy scratch for like six games. So I'm like, I'm going down because they don't want me to get my one way. <laughs> so finally, like after six games, I get back in the lineup against Buffalo, and I'm like ready to go. And this is back when you're allowed to take Sudafed. I don't know if you still are or whatever, but a couple not. little red Tile devils. Had two, oh, my, yeah. Had the, had the sniffles that game. So uh, <laughs> I was working hard, you know, healthy scratch, whatever. I was getting bagged in practice. So anyways, um, I get back in the lab, two sooties, about 10 coffees, and I was flying, man. I had like th- three breakaways. I, had, I think I had like 10 shots. The only problem was uh, Dominic Hasek was in that. So after that game, like, he had to play me another game because he couldn't, like, justify taking me out of mm-hmm. the lineup because, like, like the seven minutes I played or whatever, and I was pretty good. Like I was dominant, and then got my seventy games. I was like, "Woo, okay, you can send me down. I'm still going to make four hundred grand." So thanks. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> After uh, we're going to kind of wrap things up here. After you know your NHL careers, both in I think I might have asked you this, Schlemmer, but you're going to answer it again. But why? And again, being Edmonton guys, did you always know you would probably settle here after? Your NHL careers, you can whoever wants to go first, and and why I guess I mean the the reasons are kind of obvious with family and things like that, but opportunities were elsewhere. You could have settled and done something else as well. Yeah, um, I don't know. It honestly kind of just happened for me. Um, my last year, my last summer before I retired, I actually still trained all summer and and went to Perry Pern and was still kind of trying to decide if I was going to go to a camp or not. So my kids got into school, or my older kid anyways, in St. Albert, and then it was just kind of going really well. And when I decided to hang them up, it was like we were kind of settled already. And like you said, with all your family and friends are here, it just kind of worked out and you get back into hockey and you know you know so many people here. But uh, I will say one day I'll be back in... Arizona, where I <laughs> played the longest. Uh, every winter we have here in Edmonton, I oh. hate it just a little bit more. So uh, one day when the kids are maybe done school, uh, I'll be wintering down south again. <laughs> How about you, Dinger? Um, I'm an idiot, to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you moved back. I said I'd never come back. Yeah. I was like, I'm not coming back ever. And oh. Made a decision about six years ago. I talked to uh, my brother-in-law to come back helping this company and it was like a family decision but it was hockey too because we had pretty good teams we had the same mm-hmm. group and we went to like all you had to go like there's good hockey in Florida there's good players there's just not enough of yeah. them not enough competition so we had a, well yeah like but you got to travel and Oh, so yeah. we had a good group, and it was like, okay, can we keep this together? And it was getting expensive. So last year, we were there. We did eight out-of-state tournaments. We did four during the season, then oh. four spring. We did a spring program, which actually, we had the parents. We had a fundraiser raise money, and 
it cost our 06 group uh, $600 for three and a half months of four sessions a week in mm-hmm. tournaments. So you had to pay for your fights and stuff. Yeah. But, so I was just looking at hockey and like healthcare. Like I kept my NHLPA insurance because I got to get my back done and stuff. And that was like 20, kept going up as like 2400 a month, like full coverage. And then you can go down to different coverages, but then you got to use the doctors in the network and, I use all the lightning doctors. I could just call them like, hey, can I pop by, man? I can see me. And it's like, I wasn't going to go to some doctor in the Edna network or whatever. So anyways, <laughs> yeah, like looking at hockey was getting super expensive. And then you come back here and it's like, hockey's expensive and mm-hmm. the sticks and everything else. So yeah, I never thought I would come back. But uh, some days it seems like a really good decision. Other days, uh, you know, like when we play on the same team, you won't pass me. It seems like a really not good decision. But uh, full disclosure, here. Schlemmer, uh, yeah. when he passes to me. It's really good because I just get apples. There's an alumni skate coming up at 11:45, and uh, Dinger and I will be on the same team. No, and I yes, we will. I'm gonna <laughs> put you on, trade you for a puck bag. It's been tough out there. It's been tough. It's like uh, you can't see me. How can you not see me? Did you enjoy that one pass? It was about four feet high and uh, just off your back. Pass. Can't, yeah, give, can't you, give a good player about pass. Were you there? <laughs> sure, were you there for that one? I passed. They do a high roll. <clears throat> I wheel out of the corner. I give it to carries there and like friggin' And then I circle high and he drills me like right in the ass, like off the side of the leg. And I looked at him. It was like one of those like. Like what are you doing? He's like, what? I'm like, oh. like what was you like? What were you attempting to do there? Well, I see. Well, he's yeah. like, well, I was trying well, to like, like the Duke like play. We played there. the alumni and media for Quick Card Minor Hockey Week. Oh, and that was a great match. Yeah, really, <laughs> really exciting. I'm sure you had something to do with the teams there. Dinger. I had nothing to do with the yeah. teams. I told, hey, I told her the the junior Oilers guys. I told him two things. I'm like, hey, if I call for the puck, you give it to me. Okay? Like, don't tell – I don't want to hear this, like, I didn't hear you or I couldn't see you or any of that crap. Like, I call for the puck, you give it to me. But after the first or the second period, I told him to go change with uh, the girls yes. on your team. But they're like, well, we can't really do that because I guess, like, players don't wear undershirts. I was kind of a fat kid, so I like, I was wearing an undershirt. But I told them, just so you know, yeah. I told them <clears throat> to go switch, uh, like, three of them. So just so you can stop your whining right now, but you st- I heard you chirping me on the air that I was trying too hard. Yes, I was going like fifty percent, man. You got you and I JD started overtime. I did not. I went. I was supposed to be the one on one. Two on two. Yeah, I was supposed to be the one on one. I was up next on the one on one. I'm like, I'm not going one on one. I'm going two on two. Yeah, and then I took four hard strides in overtime and set you up a nice won. little. Yeah, well, yeah, I got a five minute penalty because that uh, one young That's lady right. tried to tackle me. Because I had the puck the whole shift, and then JD I scored the overtime winner. He was, that was the biggest goal of his life. Oh, well, that was a good. That either that either went in or he scored. That was a sick sauce uh, from my oh, officer. Yeah. That was a good dash nine that game. Oh boy, Summer's <laughs> frustrated. Dinger, thanks for coming in. Really appreciate no that. Problem. It was a lot thanks of fun, a lot of good stories, and we'll we'll do it again. We had lots of nice comments. We'll get to those and uh, nice uh, comments. We did. Yeah, we did. I can get Ooh, to. Thank well, God. I'll tell you what. Does I'll any of them want to be my agent? I'll read one right now. <laughs> Where is it? Uh, He's has got to be a couple. He doesn't too. sound as stupid as he looks. <laughs> uh, there it is. Uh, do, 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 do. Probably lost it already. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's a filter. I'll find it. We'll find it in the break. Uh, that was Elevate Your Game, brought to you by Ram Elevators and Lifts, manufacturing the safest elevators since 1987. Trustram.com. Thanks, Dinger. Appreciate no, it. Thank you. That's Chris Dingman. We're back with uh, David Schlemko and much more on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Before that, here's the Duke with the ski report. 
This is the Sports 1440 Ski Report. Your ski report for Wednesday, February 28th, brought to you by Snow Valley Ski Club. Start your skiing journey at snowvalley.ca. The conditions that skiers have been waiting for all year have finally arrived. Big snow has hit locally and at the mountain resorts, creating the best conditions by far this winter. At Jasper, the entire mountain is open, and they have received 30 centimeters in the last three days. Down at Castle Mountain, they received a whopping 60 centimeters over the past three days, giving them enough snow to get the entire resort open, something they've struggled with up till this week. Down in Banff, over the last four days, Sunshine Village has had 35 centimeters, while Lake Louise, 48. Norquay, 35 centimeters over the past week. While out in Kananaskis country, Nakiska has gotten 23 centimeters over the last 48 hours. West across the border into BC, Kicking Horse and Revelstoke both getting lots of snow recently as well, with 28 centimeters in the last two days at Kicking Horse and 13 overnight at Revelstoke. At Fernie, 15 centimeters in the last 24 hours. Kimberly, 5 in the last two days. And Panorama, 7. Over the past two days, local hills have soft conditions with the new snow and Nordic conditions around the capital region are better than they've been all year at Gold Bar Park. They're reporting great cross country conditions for both skating and classic trails. That is your Snow Valley Ski Report. Welcome back to the big program. Well, Dinger was bringing it there, wasn't he, Schlemmer? It's hard to get a word in. Guy can tell a story. <laughs> he even said, he goes, uh, I'll just uh, just ask me one question and I'll be here for an hour, is what he said. So, um, And I, I thought he was coming at 9.20, to be honest with you. Yeah. Because, I, you know, I thought, well, we would kind of discuss a few things off the top. <laughs> and then he just ponies right up right at 9. I thought, well, well let's I get him, her done. I seen him walking across the parking lot while I was sitting there listening, so I thought oh. I'd better head in. Yeah, well, exactly. So it was from Cousin Call in one of the texts. Great. Uh, good morning, Kevin. Uh, this three-way is lights out. Please bring the boys back weekly at a minimum. Well, David Schlemko is here every Wednesday. We'll try to get uh, um, Digger on once in a while. I think he was on with Gregor, what, was it about a month and a half ago? I think he was a, a who is it, Wednesday guest uh, for oh, yeah. Gregor. So he fought, he fought a lot in the NHL, really. Yeah, you, you can know. check him. He was, and he's a big guy. I first saw him when I was playing, not uh, when I was working. He was playing in Brandon, and we touched on that. So he was playing in Brandon, and uh, I think I was working in, I think it was Prince Albert in the early 90s, two, 92 or something like that. And uh, Wheat Kings always had really good teams at that at that time. They were top of the were list. Were you a beat writer for the Raiders? No, I was working at, uh, that was CKBI, CIPA TV. I was the sports director. Oh, a couple letters there. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was, back in the day, they called that a twin stick schlemmer. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was both CBC and CTV. Oh, okay. Just another way, it was all the same stuff. But you could run two channels and make twice as uh, the amount of revenue. There you go. Sales guys loved it. Yeah. Because you were making big cash. Big cash. Bank. Back in the day. Um, what do you make? Quick chat on the uh, Oilers game. We'll go to break, but we'll uh, just a quick comment on tonight with St. Louis. They played a couple of weeks ago. And remember that one in St. Louis? Yeah. They, you know, they always seem to have a little bit of a hard yes. time with St. Louis. Uh, a team that really plays hard, plays mm-hmm. the right way. Haven't had Ken Hitchcock for a while, but you can still see the the structure and the discipline of a, a Ken Hitchcock team. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna they're gonna have to put together a sixty minute effort. I mean, good to get the win against LA, but they're they're still not putting it together for sixty. 
Well, and, you know, after this homestand, you know, they go on the road for one game. It's in Seattle on Saturday. And then Pittsburgh's back here on Sunday. So to get out of this homestand, be 2-2-1, two, two, and one, because they tied Boston at the start of it, would be big. Um, we've seen teams that have that little stumble. And it's funny, you know, the Oilers had an eight-game winning streak and a 16-game winning streak. And they're not out of the woods yet. Well, not after that start. No. I mean, <laughs> we we were saying it was impossible after the start, right? And they've yeah. done it, so they have been good. <laughs> but uh, it does seem like they've kind of just been in treading water, so to speak, for the past couple of weeks, maybe mm-hmm. since the streak there. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking for them to kind of take another step here, maybe a maybe post-trade deadline. I, I think they got another level to get to. We'll take a quick break here and come back top of the hour. We'll have more with David Schlemko. We thought we might be having a little bit of a, I don't know, intermission here in the 10 o'clock hour, Duke. Is that what we I thought we were going to be that doing? That might be the perfect. Now it's going to come <laughs> during a fantasy. It's, it's so funny. And because Troy, one of the one of the great engineers here in the Stingray building, he's uh, had similar situations where we were switching some phone lines and stuff over one time. And he he's like, OK, yeah, during this time, don't book any guests. You're going to be able to phone. The lines will not be working, yada, yeah. yada. And then it was a Kate all lined up, comes in like that next morning. Yeah, it turns out it's actually going to be the hour after that instead. So we kind of yeah. shift and send people some online links and things. Somewhat similar today where we were told it was going to be between 10 and 11 that there'd be a lockdown, lockdown drill, drill. Yeah. here in the mall. We got to flip over to Fox Sports Radio, go do the, the drill, et cetera. Now it's, it's actually going to be between 11 and 12. <laughs> so, oh, Good for you and uh, Connor. Take an hour off. That's what I, I like. I might just dip out. Yeah, go, why not? Come over, watch you, Dinger and Schlemmer at the why alumni skate. You? Or just head over to Bubba Gums. And but the mall will be closed. No, but if you can get in there before lockdown, <laughs> think you they, know, they, now they, you're ordering they, stuff, right? Do you think they uh, pile everyone up like back in the kitchen? Oh, yeah. So then like, yeah. that's where the mustard that's point just is. That's just free. You know, they got the deep fryers going. They're reaching up on top of the counter, pulling, pulling down some shrimp. Yeah, so... Yeah. Uh, we're uh, back uh, after the break. More with uh, David Schlemko and the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. First up, uh, here's a uh, 1440 update brought to you by the Snow Valley Ski Club. All runs and lifts are open and ready for family fun seven days a week. Visit snowvalley.ca for details. Here is the Duke.